going on, everybody? And welcome to episode 25 of the Bleeding Your Colors podcast, home to the shittiest, most rambliest introduction in the history of podcasts. I am your host by default, Trevor, joined by my esteemed colleagues, Derek and Colin. Gentlemen, how are you doing this fine evening? Terrific. Oh, well, okay. So then I'll talk to you at once. Oh, yeah. You'll sink your fucking answers at once. I, 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 I'm just gonna just take it as, because that's, that's, that's what I got from it. Both of you saying good just came out as, a nice little blender of positivity. Uh, I guess. But nevertheless, as we head into this episode, we have quite a bit to cover as we're coming in on a on a Friday evening. Just not a stone's throw away from the Super Bowl. It was more a boulder's throw away at this point. <coughs> but we're coming in and we... Um, even though the game itself was what it was, and and in, and in that sense, it was an incredibly entertaining game. In the end, it was something that presented a lot of questions going forward. But before we tackle those questions, let's talk about the game itself and anything that was going on across that 60 minutes of pure footballing excellence. Gentlemen, what do you have to say about what went down in Super Bowl LVI? I tried to uh, make an off- You need an offensive line to win in this league. I, I'm very surprised that they made the Super Bowl with that crappy offensive line. Very surprised. I mean, to be honest with you, they shouldn't have made it out of the divisional round. But, you know, it is what it is. They were in the Super Bowl. But, yeah, their offensive line is garbage. They need to do a lot of work on that. <clears throat> and that's something I will talk about very uh, shortly. It's East on the agenda. Yeah. Um, Colin, what 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 were your thoughts on the game itself? As somebody who is a a very fanatical Bengals backer, as we all sat here going, oh, you know, I I think the Rams can take this. You were sitting there, no, it's gonna be the Bengals, brother. Yeah, we're sitting here talking about Joe Burrow. Yeah, yeah, I'm going full macho, man. I'm kind of drunk. <laughs> Fuck it, let's go. Uh, well, you guys thought it was going to be a blowout early, and it was not. No, uh, it was getting it was getting there, and then uh, Beckham got hurt, and that's when their go, offense faltered. Go back and check the tapes. We never said blowout. I did. We said I said the score was going to indicate that it was closer than it was going to be, but in the end, you know, it wasn't going to be a close game. It was just going to look like a close game when it came to the scoreboard. So. <laughs> But to be honest with you, if Beckham never got hurt, 
there was a whole bunch of different possibilities. They would, yeah, they, honestly, there was, I, there was a lot of things. Once, yeah. once Beckham got hurt in that game, that was it for them. I mean, they pretty much, it was Cooper Cup or nothing. <clears throat> let, him, let him put his filter on. Yeah, go ahead. Sorry. Go ahead. Sorry. Sorry. Well, I think that the, um, <clears throat> I think that the, the Bengals defense played better than I expected them to play. Uh, Burrow, Burrow needs a, a offensive line, obviously. Um, I think that he still has two of the best weapons in, in Higgins and Chase in the game uh, that were becoming pretty hard to, to cover. Um, but at the end of the day, when you don't have an offensive line and you have the best defensive line coming at you for 60 minutes, it's, it's going to be tough. I, they couldn't do anything with Mixon until the second half. It didn't look like the Rams defense was getting tired. Uh, so, but I think that ultimately, because the Bengals had a chance to win this game or tie it up, whatever they wanted to do. And uh, I think it all comes back to the final drive for the Bengals, second and one, and the play call was for Burrow to throw it down the field to no one. Like, third and one, fourth and one, I understand. But that that was a, just a waste of a play. And after that, you know, then the Rams just blitzed twice, and that was it. The game was over. So... I, I think that second and one was a huge, huge misstep in the final drive and ultimately the, you know, the result of the, the, the game. Because, look, Rams won 23 to 20. And so, I mean, it's not like the Bengals didn't have opportunities. They had opportunities to win the game. Uh, but if you're continuously taking punishment, and there's no answers for these for for you know these guys coming at you, and you can't get the ball out quick enough. Or like we said, what's gonna happen? I mean, there's n- literally nothing he could have done. I I do not fault, but Burrow did not have a bad game. Uh, I just think that it was just too much for him. Or everyone saw how bad that offensive line was. Yeah. So and, you know. And, and it- and to to expound on that point, if you look at the the stats for the year, Joe Burrow was by far the most sacked, hurried, pressured, and hit quarterback in the league. All of the all of the the pressure statistics that come towards a quarterback, Joe Burrow was at the apex of all those lists. He took a a David Carr level. Well, no, I don't want to go that far. But he took a beating this year that was unprecedented for somebody that advanced as far as he did through the postseason. 
the the beatings that are usually levied about quarterbacks at the top of these lists of pressures are usually for teams towards the bottom of the standings that run out either rookies or second-year guys that just get absolutely throttled over the course of the year. But the the coaches and the GMs are just sitting there going, yeah, let them take their licks. Let them get their their experience and do all this thing and everything. While at the same time, Joe Burrow is taking six sacks a game and throwing for 330 fucking yards. And in the playoffs, he was getting his team past the top seed. He was getting his team through fucking horrendous refereeing. He was getting his team past a fucking transcendent quarterback. And he got his team within a fucking drives to sense of a Super Bowl title. It's crazy what this guy did with such a fucking sieve. And I don't, and sieve is the, the just general term of a bad offensive line. I'm trying to think of something that is worse than a sieve that would adequately describe what the Bengals' offensive line was. Uh, I'm, I'm thinking of maybe just a matador. <laughs> were they, <laughs> were they a matador offensive line? Because this guy stood there. He went fucking full Morgan Freeman stand and deliver <laughs> behind an offensive line that was playing behind door number one. A sack of my quarterback. Behind door number two. Once again, a sack of my quarterback. It was fucking wild. This entire playoff run. To see the absolute anarchy on the line that Joe Burrow had to fucking deal with. And he was still within one drive of being a Super Bowl champion. That fucking blows my mind. And the crazy thing about that is, like, you know how um, some teams, mediocre teams, uh, they they get into the playoffs and their defenses are kind of like middle of the road. They're not great or whatever. But then all of a sudden they click. And they start to play lights out defense in the playoffs. And, and you know, they get to the Super Bowl. We've seen it. Hey, 2000s Giants. Sure. sure. Even yeah. last year, even last year with Tampa Bay, I mean, their defense last, sucked yeah, up, in, yeah, up, yeah. up until the playoffs. Exactly. Even last year. Okay. You, you can't do that with an offensive line. You know, they, those guys can't come <laughs> together and just play lights out offensive line. I, you just, 100% right. You're overmatched, and you're just too. I don't know what it is, but it's just because. And I know that we agree. We all pretty much say, you know, Kansas City defense is was not great this year, but 
but they were blitzing Burrow the entire first half of that, uh, that, uh, AFC championship game. Tennessee, obviously nine sacks with blitzing him. So that offensive line never was like, all right, guys, we're going to get on a hot streak and protect, protect <laughs> Joe Burrow. And it, it was just, it just isn't a good offensive line. And there was no, I understand that. that, but then the coach, but the coach didn't put them in a situation to win. So like you get it, like <clears throat> if he's getting sacked that many times, you have max protection. Like you bring in your tight end, you, you double up a tight end. And you have two wide receivers. Like, that's how you stop it. You double people. You like you double Aaron Donald. You don't single him. That's what they were doing all game. They were trying to spread the ball out. Like I said, if they were to win this game, they had to run the ball effectively, which they kind of did. Mixon kind of did. And that's the other thing. Besides the last drive of the game, <clears throat> don't give it to your fat slob second <clears throat> second string running back. Like you have. Why was he even out there when I, they couldn't get back anything to back going? Plays. He was out there on third and one where he got didn't get it. Twice, and then he was out right? there again on fourth and one where and then, Burroughs right. threw him the ball, and then he didn't even dive for the ball. Yeah. yeah. He could have dove for the ball. Every camera angle that I looked at looked like he could have dove for the ball and at least made an attempt to try to catch the ball. They but treated There was they, no they, effort whatsoever. They treated Joe Mixon like he was some scrub the entire year that they didn't trust with the ball. Which is boggles my mind because he's one of the best. I, I, I really yeah. think when his contract comes up, he's going to bolt. I mean, why would you that, stay? Why would you stay? Yeah, the, the latter half of this season, it was something where this is a guy that – and from Cincinnati's perspective, Joe Mixon is never a guy – with the way that you run your offense is ever going to be a, a leading rusher or he's going to be a Ladanian Tomlinson where he gets a hundred catches out of the backfield. But he's a guy that takes blocking seriously. He's a guy that tries to do everything that you ask of him and in big spots. When you negate his presence, that's gonna fucking really <laughs> drag out a dude's psyche and go, well, oh, I do all this all year, and then when it comes to the nitty gritty, I I'm a fucking bum on the sidelines, and Paco. you won't use me. Paco, that ah. Uh, if I was him, I'd be I'd be out the door first chance I got. Also, to Derek's point, if you're going to alleviate pressure on your quarterback, you need to run the ball more than like when they run the ball, maybe ten times that entire game, maybe. When they did run the ball, it was effective. <clears throat> well, like, even if it's surprisingly, Mixon towards the towards the you know the end of the third what was it third quarter I believe somewhere around there like he was. Start to run good, and then you completely abandon that, and then but you don't even you don't throw in any type of sc- like I said yeah. screen plays yeah. anything like that to alleviate the pressure. Nothing like that. Nothing at all. Even if it wasn't uh, effective, even if you could just get one or two yards, you're taking pressure off Burrow getting hit. 
by just giving him some time to breathe. And they didn't do that. And then, and then like you said, when they did do that, they did it with their backup running back. So, I mean, yeah. a, lot of, yeah. a lot of coaching. That was wild. It was almost like it was too, the, the moment was too big for that was, that was, that coach. It was, well, that coach has got an extension, so. <clears throat> I'm not saying he doesn't deserve it, but I'm just saying does he deserve it? From that level, (laughs) he doesn't deserve. I think that he's. I mean, not to the Super Bowl, like you know, it is what it is. Yeah, he's got. He's got a great offensive plan. Don't get me wrong. He's got a great offensive plan, but sometimes. But he didn't adjust in that game whatsoever. That's what I'm I'm saying. It's sometimes you get caught up in the moment of the Super Bowl that you just forget. Look, we saw it with uh, Sean McVay against the Patriots. They were. Knocking Brady around that first half. And he didn't adjust the second half, and Brady picked him apart to win that Super Bowl. And that's, that's what these young coaches are. They get caught Brady's up. He's also working with Jared Goff. Yeah, but they, but. Jared Goff, but. That's, that's, besides like, Jared, but that's besides the point. They were still yeah. the second rate offense in that league. Yeah, yeah. And, and then. Besides the point. And their I, defense was, was making, causing Brady trouble that first half. What I'm saying is that these young coaches, they get a game plan, they get caught up in the moment that they're in the Super Bowl, and then they don't change the game plan. And we saw that with the Bay, and now we see that with the Tell me why on the final drive, at second and one, you decide to have Burrow throw it down the field when you have plenty of time and plenty of timeouts. They have two timeouts. He decided to throw it down the field to no one and waste a play. That's the kind of play calling that, you know, gets a coach, loot caught to coach again. It should have been a slant play over the middle. You had two timeouts, like you said. <clears throat> well, run it with Mixon and not your third fucking string quarterback or running back. I agree. Yeah. It was. There was a lot of things to be asked about in the game in terms of play calling, in terms of personnel. In the end, the Rams made the most of what they had. And, yeah, they – I would say they deserve the win. I mean, at the end of the day, Matthew Stafford didn't shit his pants. <clears throat> this whole playoffs, by the, no, by the but, way, this whole that, playoffs, he had four game-winning drives. So he didn't yeah. shit his pants this whole playoffs, which I was very surprised. But, but over the course of that, over the course of this game, it would uh, – I forget the statistic of the actual splits of everything, but the Bengals were the first team – I want to say it, it, it's been a fucking ass load of a long time to have a, a mu- have a plus two turnover differential and not win the Super Bowl because they didn't turn the ball over at all. Stafford threw two picks, one which was really bad. And the other one was a, a, a good play. Good. I'm trying to like just downplay it. It was, it was a a very 
It was a just terrible, really, it was a terrible really tactical interception on the wide receiver. Yeah. <clears throat> it was a well-read interception. The other one was just him just going, oh, wait, that got picked off? Oh, jeez. Yeah. But it was the first time that a team that was at that differential had lost in quite some time. But, yeah, as 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 Derek just put put forth, once push came to shove, that final drive where they needed to just get over that line and hit that that one little uh, Plaxico X fade to Cooper Cup. <laughs> I see. <laughs> I see it's just the uh the, little, the collect the collective middle fingers coming out and rightfully so. Cooper Cup just <clears throat> a, uh, made uh Eli Apple the the meme that he was for the, the weeks to come. It's it's not a thing where the the Rams, because there's 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 times in games. It's usually not in the Super Bowl, but there's times in usually the the lower rounds of the playoffs where you're going. You know what? The fucking wrong team won. I I really think that this team, if they played them 99 times out of 100, they would have won this game. And despite the turnover differential, I really think the Rams would have won this game over the Bengals more times if you're running it through some type of fucking matrix simulation deal. They, they did so much in big spots offensively and defensively. That even if Burrow could keep himself upright, and even if that defense could have been a bit more uh, bend don't break, I I still think the Rams would have won on more occasions than anything. Yeah, probably. But well, now I now think, that we, I just think that, but like. I think that assessment's a little unfair because the Rams, let's call it what it is. The Rams are stacked. They are the Yankees, if you want to call it that, of football this year. They got everybody to come play for them. They're already dominant. You're adding guys like Von Miller and then uh, Beckham on offense. So you're just a stacked team going in. I think that they would have beaten outside of maybe Kansas City. I don't know. I I I don't think Buffalo. I don't think. But to that I point, think Josh Allen would have had a little bit more success handling. But that to that. Play. But to that point, in an NFL, in an NFL world, because there's a lot of teams, and we've seen it in baseball. My Dodgers, case in point, went in heavy on their uh, World Series here. And there's a lot of NBA teams that have done that. The NFL 
I think it's it's very sporadic where a team just goes, I'm going to piss away all my draft capital. I'm going to piss piss away all of my uh, next three years cap flexibility for a chance to win a title. The the Buccaneers did it last year, but to a, I think, much lesser extent than the Rams did this year because the some of those contracts with guys like Gronk and Chris Godwin, who's coming up as a free agent this year, there was a lot of just money moved around effectively to not make it as brutal on the the cap proper as it was. I can't think of a team that just really threw everything into the fucking bonfire and went, if if we don't win this year, we're fucked. No, what's what the Rams did this year and then they went and fucking won it. No, but let's let's move it let's move it ahead now because I think we talked about the game. Let's talk about the future with Brady retiring and uh, Aaron Rodgers kind of situation up in the air. Um, and I think the diminishing of Kansas City in terms of what I'm about to say, are the Rams going to be the next dynasty? Can they go and win it next year and possibly the year after? I think they can. But they have to be the favorite next year in the NFC. I don't think so. No, I at at this stage of the game. No. But you would, don't think so because you hate Matt Stafford. No, I just don't think so because one, they look at where they look. Just look at how the offense was ran when um, Beckham Jr. was not in. They surely needed him. He's not going back. He tore his ACL again. He's, He's probably not going to play next year. They said he has a good chance of actually coming back for around week three next year if he gets picked up. But okay, who knows? okay, but, but let me ask you: Do you? Right, then, then that then that is a. Uh, who, who, I, I, but I think that Robert is Woods? a very high stands. High end. Did you see Probably the replacement? Okay, but let me ask you: Like, do you think uh, do they you have think no the, tight end? The way that this team is set up, right? Uh, they are the 2015 Denver Broncos or no, 2014 no. Denver Broncos. Well, whatever ask, you want to say. The way the way that this team is set up, do you you don't think or 16? Sorry, you don't think that uh, that they are in a position to. You know, no. run it, hold on, run it back no. where they could, they could potentially. I'm going to make your answer. I'm going to make it nice and clear for you, Colin. No. You don't think because they are the two th- they are the 2015, 16 Denver Broncos. Okay. They went all in for those Super Bowls. Okay. They lost the first one and they went back in three years. They went all in for those Super Bowls. Guess what? Now they're shit out of luck because they don't get shit for draft picks. They wasted all their cap. 
It's all fucked up for the next. That's why they suck so bad for the next couple of years. That I mean, they still suck, but that's why they suck. And looking at the Rams have eight picks next year. They have three in the sixth round. Do you think any of those three in the sixth round are going to do anything? Make no. any type of impact? No, absolutely not. Then they have a third, one third, one fourth, and a fifth, and once and two sevens. But I'm those, those are the, that's their draft capital next year. That is awful. But I think LA not to mention is, the year after. I think LA is a nice destination for free agents, and I think they will get some. But they, th- there's the rub, and and it goes back to what, the, But yeah, it goes back to what Derek was saying about Denver. They were a team that went all in to win a title, and they did. And I think that satiated Denver's fan base for long enough to go, hey, we got this title. Yeah, we now know that everything is going to fall apart because of what we put into this. And when you keep pushing he, he did, he just, contracts, he just put everything back. on the table for your next your next draft. You keep pushing contracts back. If like you push, that. you have dead cap if, if money. You put that on the table, and, and then you put what's coming up in the 2023 draft. The Rams are in fucking dog shit shape when it terms of bringing in youth for the next two years. Sure. But, no, but, yeah. yeah sure, yeah, nothing, sure. Colin. Look at the Patriots. Let's be honest. Look at the Patriots. When you have shitty draft picks, what happens? You have a shitty team. But here's the thing that I think you guys are forgetting. The NFL, the NFL is becoming. I'm, go- I'm going by what I've seen with my own two eyeballs and what has happened with teams that go all in in the NFL just to get the title. What happens after? You see it all the time. You, you literally, when teams Look go all in. Getting that one title you know, talking means guys, so much. Talking to you guys about football is like beating my head against a brick wall. Colin, because you act like we don't know what we're talking about. I look into, like, I look at things in a different nobody, perspective. Nobody cares about the draft anymore. Unless you're a terrible You team. have to care about they the only draft. Care, no, not when you're in okay. the situation that they're in. They care about attracting free agents and winning right now. Otherwise, but they, they don't have... But the, thing, the thing that is is very just toxic about the Rams right now is they've gone through all these things, and unless there's going to be significant contract manipulation and I think they would well, you know how much cap space they have next year? They don't have the money. Well, I don't know how much cap space they have next year. Just take a guess. Take a wild guess. What? Ten million dollars? Ten million? Yeah. That's generous. Generous. Negative thirteen million dollars. You can't like they have to reset. This is it. They reset. This is what the Broncos went through. They're going to lose Beckham. They're going to lose Von Miller. Exactly. They're going to lose 
Ramsey's probably, probably gone. Ramsey's probably gone. They're probably going to cut him to try to save some money. There's going to be a whole bunch of stuff. Not to mention, they literally gave up three round draft picks. Three for fucking Ramsey. They don't have a fucking first round draft pick. And I don't know how long. Like, you can't do that to your team. The same thing happened to the Broncos. Guess what? They're still shitty. And this is how many years later after they won the Super Bowl? Eight. We're talking about eight years later. They went all in. I'm just comparing it to teams that went all in. This is what happens. You don't have any draft capital. You don't have any cap space because you have to fucking reset. See, my thing is, as a fan, I don't care. If my team won a Super Bowl, I will be fine with stinking for the next fucking 15 years. I don't give a shit. But there's a lot of people that, as Derek is talking about, will sit there and go, Oh, man, you're pissing away all this draft capital. You're doing all these things. Oh, what am I going to do for the future? Motherfucker, just relishing the fact that your team won a Super Bowl and let them figure it out over the next five years. Yes, it's going to be a rough couple of years afterwards. That is not – that's not – in debate at this point. But after that, let the people that brought you to the place where you're at right now start to really play chess with the pieces that you have after that. And I think that you'll be all right. But the, and, and I'll go this with, and it's not just American sports because all of the world sports in together. There's so much recency bias and there's so much, oh, what have you done for me lately? Where a team could win the Super Bowl and not even two years afterwards, they could be sitting there going, oh, what, what did you draft this year? Oh, a guy that only got 400 yards receiving, get in the fucking bin. It, oh, all right. Nope. The I person that they can get rid of. to go down a different diatribe, but I'm just going to sit here and drink my beer and then. So when it comes to their cap space, who they can get rid of, Okay who doesn't have any negative effect if they release them or if they trade them has zero negative effect is Matthew Stafford who just won you the Super Bowl. He could save you $23 million against the cap next year, which puts them $10 million over the cap, which where then they could sign their, you know, their projected draft picks because you need cap space to to sign those people. All right. Don't don't be right. surprised. Let's, let's, let's play this game. You, I mean, honestly, right. Carson Wentz, one of them. They could literally oh. get rid of Stafford for Carson. Oh, God. Oh. Let's keep oh, on I'm going. You want to play this game? Oh, I'm like, going to throw up. Oh. Oh. Your Colts could have Matthew Stafford. on Why isn't anybody talking take, about that? I haven't heard anything about I would about take this. Matthew Stafford 11 <laughs> times out of 10 over Carson Wentz. Of course. Of course you would. 
even with that cap number. $23 million is still, uh, I think Carson Wentz was at 25. You would save $2 million. For a quarterback who's won the Super Bowl. Oh, yeah. Oh, yuck. I mean, Colin, you saw what happened to them. But that's just besides the point. You saw what happened to them. You saw what happened to them. I saw the demise well before, and I called it back in 2015. I said, fine, they go all in 2014. They go all in, get all these... You know, top-end defensive players, top-end offensive players, Payne Manning. You know, it's just I saw it happening. The same thing's going to happen to the Rams. They're not going to be okay. Not next year. But nobody cares. But guess what? Not next year. Zero fans because the 75 fans that went to the goddamn parade last or this last week, nobody cares. Zero fans care. Zero. Oh, I know that. That's why, like, they built that stadium. But I can tell you right now, your billions of dollars to move that fucking team. Your demise isn't going to happen for a bit. They will be good next year. No, they're not. Who's who's going to be better than them in that division? And if you say the 49ers, you're wrong. I'm not going to say the 49ers. Because it ain't the Seahawks. Why? Why won't the Seahawks are going to be uh? The Seahawks are in disarray. Okay. They, they are not going to be better than the Rams next no, year. But they got their own problems. Russell Wilson might not even be the quarterback. They got. I already stated that he wants to stay in uh, I Seattle. So I'm right. yeah, I'm going to hiss with the moonwalk a little bit. Because uh, Arizona's got its own drama going on. No, which he regrets I'm saying. Talk which about, he I'm already stated that he regrets scrubbing all the I'm going to talk about my team for a second. We, we, uh, we brought Carson Wentz up into this bitch. I want to talk about my team for a second. Because I saw something today that gave me a bit of hope. Yeah, it was fleeting hope. But <laughs> it was hope nonetheless. There's a lot of chatter that's coming out that with Ben Roethlisberger <coughs> – Doing his little fucking uh You tell me thing you, want ben the... you want Ben Roethlisberger on your team? No. No. As he does his little fucking ditty into the sunset, the the Steelers were looking at Carson Wentz as a a trade target. Because the Steelers have a lot of draft capital and dead money contracts that they could trade to the Colts. Well, that trade needs to happen in the next two weeks. Two weeks. I I can't cross my fingers enough. Because it needs to happen I'm, I'm go, before I'm going the fifth. Quadru- of, I'm going quadruple. It literally in two weeks. So you want uh, um, March fifth or March sixth or something like that. So you he want needs the Colts to be traded, to, or he needs to be cut for them to save ten million dollars so on the cap. So you want the Colts to, to to draft a quarterback in a non-quarterback draft? No, I want them to go get a free agent. And who would you want outside of Aaron Rodgers? Who would I want? 
No, I, I'm not that deluded. I, I know that Aaron Rodgers is going to Denver if he's going anywhere. Let's, 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 let's not be entirely just out of, out of touch. <coughs> because even with him and, uh, Shailene Woodley's romance falling apart. If he was going to go anywhere, he's either going to go to the Texans. No, it would be Denver. Or he's going to go to the Broncos. Yeah, I was going to say. Those are the only two landing spots for Aaron Rodgers. He's going to the Broncos. In my mind. No, they, they, he's going to stay. He has to make a decision within the next two weeks. He's gonna. Speaking of, before you before you uh, give us your answer, Trevor, did you guys hear who uh, Watson? What two teams he wants to go to? Besides yeah, jail. Besides jail. Why can't the arm jump to without tape? He's got. What teams he wants to go to? Oh, oh, bra, bravissimo, bravissimo, hey, yep, I heard uh, he wants to go to the Washington Commanders. Apparently. Oh, no, no, oh, then you, we heard different things. What was the other team? Uh, not the Dolphins. No, I heard the Buccaneers or the Vikings. Oh, then Vikings aren't, the Vikings aren't going to get rid of, uh, what's his face? You told me last night no. they are. I didn't tell you last night that they're going to get rid of... Kirk Cousins? We were talking yeah, they're about not getting like, rid of... Yeah, I think they're going to get rid of him. No, they're not getting rid of him now. No. I will. If they, He's if, staying there because... During, what's his name? During his uh, little guy, uh, COVID Mike, sabbatical, he wasn't... They weren't really willing to go to Kellen Mond. They were... This The fact that at the end of the season, they were willing to go with... Sean, I should be playing Uzbekistan Mannion over Kellen Mond makes me 100% believe that the Vikings are fucking ride or die bad boys for life with Kirk Cousins. Well, well, they they just hired, well, because they hired, um, what's his name, McDonald from the Rams, who, by the way, coached with, um, uh, what's his name there? From uh, when they were in Washington. What, what the hell is his name? Shanahan. Shanahan. Oh, Shanahan. Same offense. Same offense. Well, all right, great. So uh, we'll, we can look forward to the Vikings blowing uh, twenty point leads next year. Because because uh, the Texans are definitely going to go with no. They have to. I think no, uh, Lovey Smith said he I, wants to I, resolve. He wants to resolve uh, the relationship with Colin, Sean Colin, Watson. Colin, I'm, I'm, I'm on your side. The Texans should 100% give Davis Mills that run. I don't think they will. The guy threw 300 times, or 300 yards. I don't. Times. No, because see what you're doing right now. No, Davis Mills is, your, is a great, is you're a talking, really good Because you're talking from a logical perspective of a guy who was playing for a team that was trying to tank. Yeah. But he 
in the same sense as a like third or Oh, fuck, I he came out of Stanford, yeah. right? He was out yeah, of Stanford. Stanford, Stanford yeah. he's a third or fourth round pick. Third pick. Is third trying to pick. like prove himself and did a huge amount of good for that team. Yeah. If that if at that point for them to just go, you know, suck it, we're bringing in X, Y, and Z ahead of you, if I was him, why I would, would you pick leave. up, like, rookie options after well, well, like, if this, okay, let's say second or third year? Where, let's say Trevor's Just your get situation. the fuck out of there. Let's, well, I mean, it was your situation, Trevor, if, uh, if Rogers goes to the Texans, like, does he even He's have... He's not going to the Texans. No, what's his job? If he hasn't, he doesn't even have any leverage to be like, I don't want to play here. No, but as a, as a late round draft he could, pick, he could ask he, for a he, release. He, he could get out of there in uh, not this coming year, but the year after that. Okay. It's kind of like NBA draft picks, <coughs> where first round picks are kind of like locked in for a little more than they probably want to be. But if you're a second round pick, you got a lot more. Leverage is to where you want to go, when you want to go. If you're a second day pick in, all right, I'm gonna look it up right now. I have I have my draft notebook right next to me. So why why don't I just get the things on the board? I think yeah, Davis Mills, 67th pick, third round. It's something where he could <coughs> not this next year, but the year after. He ha he has on his resume right now. I was a starting quarterback in the league. You look at his game log. He really didn't embarrass himself in all of maybe two of the games. He had two really shitty games all year. Yeah, Derek, pull up his game log. I think I'm he had right maybe two really bad games all year. <coughs> Even the game where the Colts shut <laughs> them out, he wasn't awful. I mean, he threw all over the Patriots in that game. Um... So he started off super slow, right? Um, yeah. As expected, because yeah, Tyron he didn't Taylor play. Was he didn't play week one. He got hurt. He didn't play week one. Yeah. So yeah. week two, he yeah. played Carolina. He played Cleveland and Carolina, Buffalo. Uh, it was really the, the Patriots game when he came out of his shell. Cause yeah. the Buffalo game, Buffalo put him in his, in his spot there. So it was definitely the Patriots game where he came out of his shell and where I was screaming at the TV, like, how can you let this piece of crap throw <laughs> 300 and something yards on you? Why uh, aren't you killing this bum? <laughs> but I mean, he had, 20 
2,600 yards, almost 2,700 yards passing. Um, yeah, he only won two games, but, you know, his – where's his efficiency? First down. I think in the grand scheme of things, he was a guy that outkicked his coverage for his <coughs> team this year and – I think really deserves a shot unless you get a guy coming in next year like Aaron Rodgers or if they are able to to swing it. Another thing that I saw that blows my mind, if they are looking to swing a trade for either of the Denver quarterbacks, Drew Locke or Teddy Bridgewater. Gross. Yeah, but, uh, trust me, uh, I'm I'm not super <laughs> enthralled with either of those guys being a, a, reason, a starter in the NFL. But nevertheless, the reason I brought up the old Ram thing is because I wanted to actually flip it and and kind of close out to talk in the Super Bowl with. I I don't know if I think the Bengals are going to be there next year if they can't fix this offensive line. Well, the offensive line isn't going to get fixed in one year unless they just start right. stacking up like, on like, free agent offensive linemen, which is not out there. I like, mean, there's no all-pro all pro, uh, yeah. offensive linemen out there for them to other, grab. So, Other than uh, Pittsburgh kind of being up in the air, I mean, the, the Ravens are going to be back with Lamar. And if, if Lam- but that's that's a big if. Look at this past year. Lamar Jackson, everybody's going, oh, man, just wait till Lamar Jackson's healthy. Just wait till Lamar Jackson's healthy. Just wait till Lamar Jackson's healthy. And they just kept running out Tyler Huntley. And you're like, oh, no. When when he is healthy, they're they're a pretty good team. And I think think we can all agree that. I think when he he is healthy. Right, right. Yeah, I I get it. So this is all on the assumption, but – he swiped, he swiped that, his uh, ball bag across the Colts on well, a bright side television. The Browns aren't going anywhere. They're done again. So apparently but, they're going to pick up. He, they're they're going to stick with Mayfield. Yeah, but in the entire AFC, like Patriots are going to get better with Mac Jones. Uh, <laughs> you, know, <laughs> you don't think so? <laughs> Who's the offensive coordinator? Oh, wait a minute. It's by oh, committee. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean Don't even get me started. That'll get yeah, that'll get the but I'm no, but, but, I yeah, let's have fat Patricia. Let's have fat Patricia fucking call him, please. What I'm saying is there are better teams in the AFC than the NFC. So I think the Bengals are gonna get lost in the shuffle. Especially with the fact that their offensive line is terrible. So, but they have tons of money to throw at linemen, so they could go they could go get Taron Armstead. They could go just throw some money at linemen. At guys. And they have enough draft capital where they could go in their first couple of rounds at offensive linemen and hope they could find at least one that would make it stick. Okay. they know the Bengals over the past few years 
didn't know where their deficiencies were because they were always chasing things that were just above their entire pay grade. That they were always, oh God, who who are we gonna have to replace Carson Palmer? And that was and that was the chase for years. Oh fuck, who are we gonna have to replace Corey Dillon? That was a chase for way too many years. Oh God, we have uh the guys that we need to replace to KO Spikes and then as much as he's maligned, the guys that we need to replace Vontez Perfect with. All of those defensive people that they need to really deal with. The guys that, oh god, who, all, all of these years, we have just, oh, and yeah, great. Chad Johnson, yeah. TJ Hushmanzada. Well, yeah, no, and, I mean, I, I agree. And, and, and at this point, that's like 10 years in the past. No, but I agree. They have figured it out, but now they need to build on it. But what I'm saying is that the competition in the AFC is stronger than the NFC. So if they can't figure it out next year, they may be in the middle ground. They could be, but I think they're in a spot where they have enough like, do you money. Think gonna, do you think they're going to win? The they, they have enough free money where they can go get like, do you think one, they be division one big offensive lineman and then just go into the draft and shoot their wad at them. Do you think they, they're going to win the North next year? Or they should be the favorite? I think they should. Yeah. Okay. I really think they should. Because cool. unless Baltimore can, uh, well, it, it comes down to more than anything. If look. Lamar Jackson can prove that he can stay healthy. Yeah. If they can prove that they have a suitable running back contingent around him, because I think that is just as vital to his productivity as to him being healthy. Well, I mean, the guy that – If you have guys that he can run that offense around and pitch weird – Options too. Yeah, I mean, that I mean, makes, yeah. The guy, the guy that I mean, they're running. The Ravens going into last year was set up to be a pretty good team, and then and then they lost two running backs to ACL, to where they had to go out and get Devonte Freeman, who, in all honesty, did a pretty solid job <laughs> for them. <laughs> you ain't wrong. As the guy that's a scrap the Ravens did much better than they had any right to. Yeah. With the personnel they ended with at the end of the year. Yeah. That when it ended up with a guy in a futures contract trying to throw uh seventeen times a game to a tight end, you 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 were really you were really fucking and that and that's no Disrespect to Mark Andrews. No, no, no. But when you had a guy, 
and, and Tyler Huntley, who is on a futures contract, trying to hit you uh, the ball. Yeah. <laughs> trying to hit you on square routes in big spots. Yeah, your season didn't end up in the uh, the spot that you really hoped it would. But but nevertheless, I think it's going to be. I think the Steelers are going to take a huge step back. Yeah. It, with and 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 that's a hilarious thing with all of this talk that's coming out now about them wanting to make this huge trade. And let me just put this out to to Steelers management right now. Please, please come take Carson Wentz. If you think that that is going to be your next step in your quarterback progression, you're you're going from like Terry Bradshaw, and then you had that that little brief period in the '80s, and then you had. Neil O'Donnell for that Super Bowl, and then you had that kind of brief period before you got to Ben Roethlisberger. And if you think this little brief period is going to be Carson Wentz, please, please do it. Um, please, for the love of God, just fucking do it. By by just do it by brief channel, period. Channel your inner Shia LaBeouf and <laughs> just do it. Just fucking do it. I, I, I would love it. I don't care what you set in return. A couple of fucking fourth round picks. Let me hit you with that fucking Squidward dab. Fucking just do it. I don't care. Let's go. Nice, nice. Money right. is right. A lot of money. And. Any 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 other any other football talk we want to do before we move on? Uh, I I had I had uh, a couple just tiny little things, tiny little things at the end. At the end, a couple little uh, bows at the end of it. The uh, because as everybody really bitches about the the. The MVP award is given the the voting is coming at the end of the regular season. So and yeah, obviously You're talking about Aaron, like the, the NFL MVP, right? Not the NFL. The, yeah. So so Aaron Aaron Rodgers won. Boo. Yeah. Well your 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 sentiments are echoed among a lot of people. But my it should have been Tom Brady. I'm sorry. It should have been Tom Brady. It should have been Tom Brady. I mean, jeez. Broke every goddamn record. Your, your in Fred, Fred Smurless impression broke, is, is fucking spot every, on. No, this is what bothered me about this award. We all collectively decided to hate Aaron Rodgers after this anti-vax thing. And, and the NFL did nothing about it except suspend him for a game. So he could go on more podcasts and preach his, his bullshit, whatever. Hey, Jordan Love got to play for a week. Who <laughs> did he stop? But yes. And he got his but, absolute and, You know what? I have one more bow I want to add real quick. Right, Why just... in the Super Bowl 
did we not have why did we not have one mention, unless I missed it, at the Super Bowl, the biggest sports day ever? Why did we not have a mention or a memoriam of John Madden at the Super Bowl? I don't know. But, I think I think the NFL they definitely effed up there. But here's the here's the thing about this though. They have made money off his fucking name. And they don't even like nothing at all. And that, that's, that's wrong. I'm sorry. I, I legitimately. I mean, let's be honest. We all know the NFL is wrong, so. Oh, they're the worst, they're the worst professional sports organization ever. I mean. Well, we're, we're gonna get to another legitimately worst professional sports organization ever very shortly. But. My thing from this to end our NFL talk is the because we've talked about how the the Bengals could get back next year. We've talked about the guys that they could add to the offensive line in the draft. We'll 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 do our draft episode in the future, and those listening. Hold us accountable if we don't have the fucking Bengals drafting alignment in the first round. <laughs> if we don't have, just, just come, just come to the comments and just, I mean, drop whatever vitriol that you have in your coffers. Just go, just don't, don't, don't go into like slurs or anything, but all the swear words that you have, just like, Fucking fuck, fuck. There, uh, there's, there's a video where it's just every kind of like derivative of the word fuck. Make sure you go watch that video, and then if we don't have the Bengals drafting a a a tackle or a guard in our in our mock draft, just come in and just. Lay waste to us with every single derivative of the word fuck. And I will accept it. And I, and I will, I will take it on the chin. But until that point, the last thing that I wanted to talk about football before we move on is it, and, and we talked about it with the, the MVP being given after the regular season. After everything that's gone down, and there's a lot of seasons to take into account, did Cooper Cup just have the best season in the history of being a wide receiver? You think of, I mean, I think he's had the best season as a wide receiver in a very long time, yes. Yeah, in a long time. I wouldn't say ever. So let's let's put the people that can be possibly on that on that pantheon. Because there's a lot of guys that had gigantic regular seasons. There's a guys that had Mediocre regular seasons and then magnificent postseasons. 
Where are we going to put him in that ranking? And there's a couple guys that immediately came up when I, I brought this up around a lot of people and just going, oh, in 18 weeks, he still couldn't pass Calvin Johnson or he couldn't pass Randy Moss's touchdown record or he couldn't touch uh, Randy Moss and no, Jesus Christ, Jerry Rice. I said Randy Moss twice. Let's take another drink of a 7.2% beer. Yeah. Doing A-O-fucking-K. But the the thing with it is there's guys that have had both gigantic regular seasons and guys that have had gigantic postseasons. And you guys have seen a lot of them being Patriots fans, like Dion Branch. The year that he won Super Bowl MVP, his regular season was prob- was rather meh. But his run to the title, he was fucking vital in every single game. There's uh, not, I don't think the, the Bengals Super Bowl, Jerry, Jerry Rice was massive all year. It may have been the Broncos one, but there was a year where just Jerry Rice, every, every game he either. You're scored. talking about the, you're talking about the Bengals 89. But I'm saying there was a year that either Jerry Rice scored the winning touchdown in every game that he played or the uh the touchdown that the go ahead the yeah the go ahead touchdown in but i think this year with cooper cup and as always there's recency bias with everything he was a guy that did so much from the slot position on the field. And I mean, I will say, I will say this. 145 catches is absolutely ridiculous. (laughs) I don't know at the top how many catches in a season, like the most catches ever in a season. But 145 is probably number one. <laughs> no, because I, I I know the number one catches in the regular season is still Marvin Harrison. Is because it? Because that was that was a time where Peyton Manning had had himself a little dump off fetish to 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 star Marvin and, and Reggie Wayne where in the regular season they were. Yeah, that was its own its its own thing. So regular season, I still think Marvin Harrison has a record, but I think this year was the one where Cooper Cup. Nope, you are incorrect. Every, Marvin Harrison is third on that list. Regular season receptions. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Huh? Is it, is it Julio Jones? Is he on that list? Nope. Okay. I mean, he is. Yes, he's in the top five. Julio Jones is in the top five. So regular regular season reception. Can I? Can I just ask? Is the top two from this year? No. Are they still playing? Can I ask that? Yes. They are? Number one is still playing, yes. Number one is still playing. Yes. And Cooper Cup's not one of them? Cooper Cup is number two. Is it Devontae Adams? So who's number no. one? Okay. Harrison is number three. AJ, or AJ. Um, Antonio Brown is number four, and Julio Jones is five. DeAndre Hopkins? Nope. So most most receptions in a season. Mm-hmm. Oh fuck. Okay. All right now. All right now. Now we're now we're playing a the most dangerous game. Just no, not really. It's not dangerous at all. It's he had receptions in back-to-back seasons over. 125 receptions in back-to-back seasons. Who is it? Without looking it up. I'm not looking it up. Go ahead. Get your your fucking cell phone out of your hand, Colin. Hands up. Yeah, I saw you over there. You can see your thumb going on. No, I was looking at Cooper Cup's number. Yeah, you were looking at Cooper Cup my ass. 2021. Yeah. All right. I thought 125. Uh, I'll let you guess first. It's number one, but it's not. I'll let you guess first. I don't know. It's gonna be. I don't know. Is it like Michael Thomas? Yeah, you looked it up. It is Michael Thomas. Is it really? Uh huh. (laughs) What was it? It must have been what? 146. He had 149. Yeah. What year was that? 2019. In 2018, he had 125. Oh, wow. He also had two breeds, so I would hope. Okay, to. but it doesn't, that's still ridiculous. It's, it's, it's incredibly ridiculous. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He also had, you think about this. He had, out of <coughs> those receptions, he was thrown to 185 times. Cooper Cup was thrown to 191 times, and Marvin Harrison was thrown 205 times. Jesus. My thing is with the receptions. I would, I would have uh, in in the the two up there. I would have definitely guessed Michael Thomas just because of Drew Brees. But the second one, I would I would have guessed Adam Thielen, just because. He's the guy that got a lot of short yards. So if you think about this, you think about this, okay, Cooper Cup this year, yes, he had a great season. Don't get me wrong, great mm-hmm. season. Great season. And probably, yes, you are correct, Trevor. Top five, I would say. He's definitely top five. I oh, would yeah. say top three. Top three, best season. For a receiver. Time, for a receiver. Yeah. Yes, top three. With 18 games, he caught 145 balls and still came up 20 yards short of Calvin Johnson's record. By the way, the record 
with Calvin Johnson was set with Matthew Stafford. Yeah. That is <laughs> disgusting. For a shit team. <laughs> what makes me, I, I just, it boggles my, like, to be honest with you, we talked about this yesterday, Colin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I wanted it, to bring that up, but real quick, on the MVP. Can we all agree it should have been Tom Brady? No. Why not? Did you see Tom Brady's numbers? No, it should have been Cooper Cup. I don't think so. Simple, simple fact. Should have been Cooper Cup. Why? Because Tom Brady's a quarterback? Yeah, absolutely. No. But Tom Brady had the greatest season ever. Yeah, for a 45-year-old. Yes, that's okay. amazing. Okay, congratulations. You're 45. You don't deserve the MVP. You're wrong. No, I'm not wrong. Come on. So okay. Derek and I have agreed on this, but we want to know where you stand. <coughs> Matthew Stafford, Hall of Famer? No. Okay, yeah, we said no to. He's on the cusp. He will make it in. Because he won one stupid Super Bowl, he will make it yeah. in. Yeah. Yes. Just like Matt Ryan will make it in because he won an MVP. Yep. Yeah. Oh, I don't and know. And I put that. Matthew Stafford and Matt Ryan on the same level. Yeah. They're on the same level, 100%. They're, they're, a, they're both a, not a, great, but they're both there because they have that one accolade. No, there's <laughs> a subclass of, of quarterbacks. And Derek and I, we put – who do we put? We put Eli Manning in this. We put – there would Eli, but Eli, Man- Eli Manning is a slam dunk Hall of Famer because he beat two world class teams twice. Yes. Yep. Oh, that's, oh, we're not saying that's the reason we're saying he's a. Yeah, you want to explain what your your <clears throat> what your reasoning to get to the to Hall of Fame is? Like I said yesterday, that a quarterback who wins the Super Bowl. Automatically going to be in the Hall of Fame. Hall of Fame. But simple as unless you have a good, if you have a good career, a yes, long-standing yeah. career, you don't have to win MVPs. And if you win one Super Bowl, you're in. There's really no type of clear cut the way it is. So how I have Eli Manning is because yes, he beat the Patriots twice. That's the only reason why he's in the Super Bowl. That's not what you said yesterday, though. What did what I say yesterday? Said- you said yesterday your criteria to be in the Hall of Fame is you have to be a quarterback that leads his team. Yes, but that's the thing. Oh, wait, wait, I'm wait, not wait, voting. Wait. I'm talking wait. about who's going to make it. But oh, that's no, no, not no, no. Yeah, yeah. He's going to make it. That's what I was saying what you were saying yesterday. Yes. Do I believe that these – do I believe that Eli Manning should be in, the, be in the Hall of Fame for winning the Super Bowl twice on his defensive coattails, by the way. No, I don't. I really and don't. That's, he made, that's, what, I was, that's he, what I was trying made, to say. Is that. He made one ridiculous throw. The other throw, the first one in 2007, that was a great catch. And you can't take anything away from uh, what's his David name? Tyree. David Tyree. Can't take anything away. Rodney Harrison did everything in his power to try to take that ball away, and he stuck it to his stupid fucking helmet. So... That was just Eli Manning just throwing it up there. Yeah, he's fine. So, I mean, now what I, I, what I just I don't think... see Eli Manning being a yeah. Hall of Fame quarterback with his numbers. Yes. 
And I don't have his numbers off the top of my head, but I just go by my eyeballs and the eyeball test. Well, and my eyeball it, tells me is that he's not a he's not a Hall of Fame quarterback. Well, well just to just to put it in perspective, Eli Manning, if I remember correctly, has had I believe two or three seasons with twenty interceptions. Uh, probably. Let me look. So right then and there, I'm pulling up. I'm pulling up right now. Now, what I was saying to go off of of Derek is. And I don't know if you agree with this, Trevor Knowledge. I think Eli Manning would have made it no matter what based on his name. No. No, I don't. No, 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 no. But, Not based but on, Archie Manning didn't do anything. Archie Manning had the actual numbers, though. Right. No. Archie, Archie Manning was his, – his big thing was that he was a – Transcendent college quarterback in a time where uh, guys at smaller SEC schools weren't really looked at when he was at where he was at, and then Eli took that route, and great, great for him. Eli Manning's biggest thing is that he had those two playoff runs. Yep. Because outside of that, all right, was, I have his career stats up. I have his career stats up right now. Colin, get your fucking panties out of that. He, he had uh, – uh, he had three seasons where he had 20-plus interceptions – he he went 366 touchdowns, 244 picks for his career. He had 57,000 yards. He averaged seven yards a throw. He had he got sacked 411 times. Finished with oh sorry, big burp. A career rating of 84.1. Here's the thing. If if Phil Simms, just put it out this way, okay? Phil Simms is in the Hall of Fame, okay? He's in the Hall of Fame. Eli Manning's numbers surpass Phil Simms by double. And that's, that's the only reason why he's going to be in. But that's the other reason. And the other thing is, brings me to my point, is that because this is a passing league, you should not take a person from 20 years prior and compare them to each other. That's the other thing. But guess what? Those historians and people who vote are going to vote him in because until they die. Yeah, exactly. Well, that's the thing is it just, I don't know. I don't, I don't get it. It just doesn't, I don't know. I don't think Eli Manning is a slam dunk first dunk. First ballot Hall of Famer. He will be a first ballot Hall yeah, of Famer. I'm telling will. you right now, he's going to be a first ballot I, Hall of Famer. I think he will be. Dude, Richard Seymour took more than one ballot. Yes, but that yeah, was but because of no, people. I, oh, I, I, I don't. I don't. But also, what Derek is saying is coming from a Colts fan. I don't. I don't want to hear that shit. Richard Seymour took more than one. Eli Manning, if he gets in first ballot. They need to throw that shit in the fucking Listen, crash. Richard Seymour didn't have the numbers. That's the that, reason why it took him but also, the last like, two times. Like, like, he didn't have the numbers. 
But, but that's the thing is people go by numbers, right? People. I don't, I don't need that shit. Go, yeah, I don't need that shit them. in my no, life. No, 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 Fuck no, 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 no. Trevor, 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 Trevor. You watched Seymour destroy your teams in the playoffs. You watched him personally. A lot of these. I don't people, need that noise. <laughs> yeah, but a lot of these. <laughs> boys, make me cry. A lot of these people who vote. You're gonna make me really those memories. Oh, you're a son of a bitch. Fuck you. You're an asshole. No, but what there is, is the no. times The reason we're saying that Eli is a slam dunk number one is because he's a quarterback, and like Derek said, it's a passing read. And those are the numbers that they're going to look at first. Before anybody else's statistics, they're going to look at the quarterback first, which is why I think, right or wrong, not first that ballot Hall of Fame, but I think there is a small chance Philip Rivers is gonna get in the Hall of Fame. Well, yeah, he's number six all time passing. Well, there you go. That's the thing. Look, it's pure numbers. Pure uh, numbers. Pure right. numbers. Yeah. We're, we're we're going we're going to move away from Uncle Rico, and we're going to talk about a. I mean, I can go down this list of quarterbacks that would just blow your mind. Who's in the top twenty? Blow your mind. No. It, it wouldn't blow my mind because I've looked at it a million times. Oh, oh, have you? Have you looked at number twenty, Trevor? That's why I'm an alcoholic. Trevor, yeah. Let me know who number twenty is. Oh, what? What number twenty in terms of all time passing, passing yards? Or, or passing yards or passing passing, uh, passing yards? Passing yards. Number twenty all time. Don't look at your computer. I'm not. Is it? Is it Matt Stafford? No. Oh. Oh, he's up Stafford's there. He's be, up there. Stafford's got to be in like the top he's twelve well, at this he's, point. He's 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 almost in the Stafford's top ten. Stafford's up high. Yeah, he's I don't know. Is it, uh, is it Vinny Testaverde? No, Vinny Testaverde was number sixteen. Okay, all right. Give give me a give me a division. The NFC East. Is it Drew Bledsoe? NFC East. Oh, NFC East. Is it Tony uh, Romo? I, I, Drew Bledsoe's um, number 17, by the it, way, but keep is going. Is it Tony Romo? Is it Troy Aikman? It is not Troy Aikman. Is it Tony Romo? Tony Romo isn't even in the... <clears throat> isn't even in the top 20. Oh, okay. So, I, I can see why you're talking... Is it Dolphin McNabb? Nope. McNabb oh, wow. is not even in the top 20. As you shouldn't be. Oh, shit. All right. <laughs> we're, we're pushing this podcast. Wait, wait the, a minute, wait a minute. Is it, and when you say NFC East, can I ask a question? When you say NFC East, do you mean like right now? We... No. No, he's not in the NFC no. East right now. Oh, I thought, I thought you were He retired. No, he retired. I was going to say Ryan Fitzpatrick, but. No. I don't God know. forbid if Ryan Fitzpatrick had 40,000 yards passing. <laughs> I don't know, man. Oh, yeah. I don't know. No, no, no. no I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get there. I'm going to get there. I will that's, tell, that's where I'm at this point. I will um, tell you. All right. Can I tell you the team to help you? No. Because I don't as soon as why. I tell you the team, you're going to get it. Fuck it. Send it. 
the Giants. Is it actually Eli Manning? No, no, no. Eli Manning is number nine all time passing, by the way. No. Who was before Eli Manning? It was Not- it Kerry Collins? Yep. Oh. <laughs> I'm dead. With that, we got to move on from football. <laughs> All right, well, we're going to basketball. That just brings me to my point that Kurt Warner isn't even in the top 20 for all-time passing. And just because he won one Super Bowl and went to two others. Uh, and I know what the movie is. Don't, uh, don't discount the movie with uh, uh, the guy from and Chuck. And felt bad for him. That's and bullshit. Now he has a stupid fucking movie made after him. That's bullshit. He's not a fucking movie with the guy. Was that was, was it Chuck? To be honest with you, that's, that's why I say, Trevor, that's why I'm saying Eli Manning is a first ballot Hall of Famer. As far as my eyes tell me, he is not a first ballot Hall of Famer. He is the top I, 10. I fucking top hate. 10. I top fucking 10. hate the fact that you're right. It makes me upset. Bullshit. All right. This is bullshit. It's it's just stupid how they vote. Hey, it's stupid. Let's get let's get more upset by talking about basketball, brothers. Fuck basketball. Fuck Joe uh, Harden. He's a fucking douchebag. That fat slob can't even get off the bench. Oh, fake my hamstring, man. Well. That's, so that's, a, incre- that's so an incredible segue to what we're talking about. Why do you think Why do you think Doc Rivers is not starting him right now? Because he's a fat slob. And did you see his suit that he wore the other day against the Celtics? Come on, really? Oh, can we talk about the first out of shape and an NBA player I've ever seen besides Shaq? You haven't seen Zion Williams lately. <laughs> Zion Williams doesn't even fucking play. That's why he's out of shape. Both said his name wrong. Uh, Zion Williamson. Oh, whatever. Uh, but nevertheless, yeah, the the James Harden uh, Kanye West music video outfit was not incredibly uh, big in terms of people giving him credit for moving on from the Brooklyn Nets. Uh, but there, there's guys that. We we can we can sit here and be Debbie Downers all day, but there are moves that were made that hey, not, really put guys in a lot. Of, yeah, I I I know that that shitting shitting on everything is fantastic, but there's some guys that no, moved I think on from I think spots. the Nets made out in this in that trade. I think the Nets are going to be a lot better with a point guard. Who can actually we'll, distribute we'll, the boys? We'll, we'll see. Football. We'll see if uh, Ben Simmons has his uh, cock in I, his hands by the time he gets there. I feel like he's in a better situation. But it, it, it no, my opinion. I, I'll give you yeah. that. It, it's 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 in a better situation because he's going to a team that <coughs> Steve Nash is a co- and well. Doc Rivers, Doc Rivers is a coach who's so weathered <laughs> to the point where if he sees a guy that is not going to get him where he needs to go, 
He's just gonna flat out go, fuck, this guy, this guy fucking stinks. I, I can't get him to where he needs to be to get me where I need to go. Steve Nash. Alright, so if we put it this way, if, if you're talking about a, a guy that is with his first girlfriend, Steve Nash has never dated somebody in his life. And now he's on his first girlfriend. And it's like, yes. Oh God. I, gee willikers, this girl loves me. Everything is fantastic. Nothing is going to go wrong with this relationship at all. I'm going to sit here. I'm going to buy her flowers on Valentine's Day. I'm going to get her whatever weird fucking thing, tin or wood on our anniversary. It's going to be super duper. Doc Rivers is like, no. It's a weird analogy for what the fuck. Fuck that noise. We're going to the 99. I'm going to get you some boneless wings and you <laughs> shut the fuck up. Steve Nash is like, Nobody oh, God, I need to go to Sephora. I need to go to Sephora. I need to get her something. I need to get her a chain. I need to get her something. What am I doing? Trav, I've gotten to follow your analogies. What are we What are we talking about here? He's talking about Doc Rivers and the fact that he doesn't give a fuck about Ben Simmons. <laughs> Steve Nash's naivete as a NBA coach. With Ben Simmons coming in, a guy who has already been proven in big spots to be a absolute slug. You you drop a, a little shooter. salt let's be on, on him be on. and be he honest. just goes foom. He's not a shooter, Trev. He's not a shooter. He can distribute the ball, but he's not a shooter. He never was. No, not even that. Did you watch the series with him? It doesn't matter. Atlanta, he's a slug. Yeah. He's a slug. Anytime. Yeah, but there's better shooter. Any sort of pressure on him, he just goes, nope. It doesn't matter because in the end, these two teams are not beating Milwaukee. Who cares? (laughs) Case in point, last night. Yeah. 76 was lost in Milwaukee. After no, getting but, their, bus, their butts pushed in by the Celtics. But my, yeah, but I my thing is. is nice. They got. No. But with, more than anything, it, it's a commentary on the NBA as a whole, how these teams can be held hostage by certain players. And Ben Simmons is a guy that, yes, (coughs) as supremely talented as he is, decided to go into a fucking cave, not because of a, a, a salary dispute, not because of anything that came down in terms of uh, the system that was being played. It was because his coach goes, hey, um, I'm not entirely sure that we can go win a title with this guy. That was the fucking bull. That Doc said that, and then Ben Simmons just goes, 
I don't want to play here anymore. Like a fucking kid that doesn't want to go down a water slide. No, you fucking dumb fuck. I'm going to put you on the fucking thing. I'm going to push you down the water slide. But instead, Doc just goes, yeah, no, fuck it. Nah, sit there. Eat, eat these fucking million dollar fines. Do yeah, all but this. Then, then they lost, then they lost, um, Seth Curry, who can shoot the ball. I, I don't, I don't see the 76ers winning in that trade. They lost the trade. Even though oh, Drummond is old, you lost the trade. You lost the trade. They didn't win that trade. They lost it. I don't see Harden and Abid winning in the East. It's just not going to happen. Maybe it does. Maybe I'm going to no, be eating my no, words no, no, at the end of this. No, no, no. No, no, no. no, no. But I just don't right see them winning that trade. I see... Seth Curry, who is a, one of the better shooters in the NBA right now. Drummond, who is having a really good season, being older. And then you have somebody who can come in and, you know, pass the ball around. Not expected to shoot. Because he can pass it to those three guys. I just don't – I don't see – I think the Nets got better. I just don't – I I don't see the 76 – I think the GM for the 76 should be fired. That's just my opinion. At the end of the season, you're going to see – they're going to just gonna keep creeping down, down, down the standings. They're going to end up ninth in the play-in. They may win, they may lose. I don't know. I don't see them I don't see them creeping up with Harden. I see them keep falling. So unless Doc Rivers does an amazing job coaching, I just don't see them making it out of the playing games. I just don't. Colin, do you want? Add anything before I go on my little diatribe. This is this is what it is. It was Daryl Morey and his love affair with James Harden and how he loves him so much that he's willing to do anything to have him on his team again. And he did. Now, here's my feeling on the trade, and, and I said this a lot of time. I agree with Derek. The Nets won this trade. But they did not win it this year. They will win it next year and the year after that, and the year after that, down the line. James Harden is the most selfish player in the NBA. And what I mean by that is, when things aren't going his way, he decides to quit, he decides to to slug it out, and do whatever he can to get out of the situation he's in. He did it with Houston to get to Brooklyn, and the second he got to Brooklyn, Everyone was complaining about, how is he going to fit in with Brooklyn? He's out of shape, blah, 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 blah. And he went in there 
and shot lights out. 30 points a game he was averaging from the time he gets to Brooklyn. What happened now? He's not getting along with Kyrie Irving. He's bringing it up to KD. KD decided to pick the sides and sided with Kyrie. That makes James Harden not want to play there anymore. He did said it's a pattern that he has done. So now his old buddy, Daryl Morey, GM of the 76ers, did whatever he could to get uh, James Harden into that team. And by the way, if the season were to end today, Joel, Joel Embiid would win the MVP. That's how good he's playing this year. He has. Wrong. No, he, he's playing that good. He has. Wrong. No. He has no help at Wrong. all. Okay? And now he finally has help because Ben Simmons, like James Harden, decided to quit on the team. Wrong. So, do we want to talk about your next and how terrible they are? Because I will. Do you want me to shotgun a, uh... All right. That's what I thought. A Sierra Nevada power Take that, that next hat off because they're a disgrace to basketball. So, for now, I think that they'll probably be in the middle ground of the, uh, playoff. They're going to get beat. I, I agree with you, Derek. They're going to get beat. But for now, because I think the Nets, as well as they won this trade, there's still a lot of question marks. Katie can't stay healthy. Kyrie just decides to dictate whatever he wants to do and get paid for it. And Ben Simmons, we don't know what to do. Vaccines are uh, microchips? Yeah, there you go. So, (laughs) a lot more questions about the Nets than the 76ers, but I agree. In a few years, this is going to be the worst trade ever. And by the way, if the 76ers give James Harden that, that max deal, it would be the worst contract in NBA history. They would have to pay him sixty million dollars a year for There's someone no that you just. Gets that con- for, There's no way he gets that contract. Like I said, the GM for the 76ers should be fired. You're right. Fired. You're right. There's fired. no way he gets that contract. Fired. You're right. Fired. There's no way he gets that contract unless your GM loves you so much that he would do that, and Daryl Morey does. You're fired. He, he won't get fired. You're fired. That is a death uh, sentence. You're literally saying, oh, guess what? I'm going to write you this contract. You yeah. can take the $60 million, and guess what? My career is over. After that's you how, sign that, Derek, you're Derek, done. That's, Derek, that's how much he loves James Harden. Uh, th- well, that's a problem. I know. A problem. I know that. Like I said, it was a problem when they acquired him. They should have never gotten rid of Seth Curry and Drummond. You got rid of... Oh, but you're missing the other big part. They got rid of three first-round picks. I understand that, too. I'm not... I, I just... I didn't bring that up because there's no need to. Meanwhile, Brooklyn they goes, Brooklyn goes on and the, uh, the Knicks, the the Knicks blow a 25 on, You went all in on James Harden. You went all yeah. in on James Harden. They did. Which they was will. a terrible decision because guess what? That decision is not going to pan out. You were going to get surpassed by the Celtics, by the way, who lost hard, I mean, by a point to the fucking Pistons. For yeah, but if, you're, but, if you're, but if you're going to lose, stupid. but if you're going to lose, you know what I mean? They like, didn't have anybody starting. Yeah. I mean, 
I mean, it's y'all start playing. Who cares? It's y'all start. That's why people weren't playing. That's why it's like you know what? Yeah. People are making a bigger deal out of this yeah. fucking loss than they are. We'll see what happens. They just but, beat a team the night before by like fifty <laughs> points. Like relax. Yeah, they just beat the fucking seventy sixers by fifty fucking points. That's oh, and I'm by saying. the way, they beat Brooklyn last week by like forty points. So. That's what I'm saying. Well, that was before the trade. But anyways, right. it, I don't. I don't see Harden making a difference whatsoever on that team. That was a terrible trade by the 76ers. It's going to keep you to keep, like I said, down the standings, Colin. That's what you're going to see. Right now, they're number five. They will. No, I mean, I, look, I can't argue with the fact that it was a terrible trade. It really was a bad trade. But what, but if you're Brooklyn, like, what are you supposed to do <laughs> when the guy who you're paying a lot and you gave up your own picks? to Houston to get him there, what are you supposed to do when he's just going to sit on, you know, the problem with the NBA is... I mean, no, congratulations to the, but congratulations that's the, to the Nets. They won the trade. They got three first-round picks. They, they literally got everything back that they but, got for Harden. But to, and more. And to, more. That was great for the seven, that was great for the Nets. Uh, the Nets. Great for the see, Nets. That's the problem with the NBA, and I think we can all agree that it's run, by the, for the it's run by the players. And when the, the players, when the players decide we're not going to play anymore and they trade me, then you have a real problem. And that's what's happening in the NBA. I mean, that happens in the NFL now. Which we all just said was a terrible organization. <laughs> I mean... <clears throat> Like, I, I just, I don't. No, it, it, it's it's something where the the Nets, they, they took a necessary risk where James Harden didn't want to be there anymore. Just, yeah, God, God bless them. They're, they're going to put all their eggs in the KD and Kyrie basket once. Durant gets It's not healthy. even the KD uh, Kyrie basket. It's the fact that they literally got back what they gave away for Harden and some. So that's why I'm saying they, as an organization, definitely felt it was definitely best to move on, yeah. which they did. They moved on. And to Colin's point, yes, they didn't, he didn't want to play there anymore. Blah, blah, blah. He faked it. Whatever. That's well, he work. held the organization hostage. That's what he yeah, did. Yeah, but here's the thing is, it worked out better for them, yeah. so they shouldn't care. Well, they, I think they, they, they yeah, they, exactly. But if they didn't do the trade, for as bad as the trade is, then you're looking at two guys, two players, that you're paying <laughs> a lot of money that are refusing to play games. Well, different one, because he doesn't want to get vaccinated. Di- different circumstances, but still, two guys you're playing a lot of money for refusing to play games. Well, like I said. So what are you going to do? You have to kind of make, and you're right. They they were able to, you know, swindle a deal in their favor, uh, but they had to trade James Harden. No, and I agree that they had to trade James Harden. I'm not disagreeing with you. What I'm saying is, is that, I get what you're. No, no, I agree. Players, they say, but players, they got it. Yes. They got so much back. Yeah. Yeah, but that's the thing is, 
players think they have all the leverage, but guess what? They really don't. The teams will get back what they need to get back. They really don't have – they have zero leverage. No matter what the sport is, crazy, you have zero leverage. That's a crazy uh, – but I was saying, I mean, imagine being a GM and, and Daryl Moore <coughs> loves James Harden so much that he's willing to sacrifice the future for this one guy, which he already did in Houston. So it's just you better hope, like, like you know, you better hope it pans yeah. out. That's all I'll say. Well, it's not going to pan out for the Seventy Sixers. That's that's the, I mean, that's the reality. I mean, reality is is that you're putting all your eggs in the James Harden. Okay, let's, let's go back. Let's go back to the Rams right now. They're going all in for a championship. Let's say the Seventy Sixers miraculously win this year, right? No, and then no, you're no, back, but then. You're, you're, but then you're right. So you I want will eat my words. You I want will eat championship. my words. No, 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 no. What I'm saying is you're right. Let's say they do all this. They win their championship, right? But then you won your one championship and you sacrifice the future for it. Yeah, you sacrifice the next 10 years. Yeah. What are you going to do? When I, think, I think, Phil, I think personally, Phil, you would be okay with that. If, if they pissed I mean, they away the next five what? years of, the last time they won, of draft the last picks time and won? free agency possibilities yeah, I mean, to win a title this year, <laughs> I think they would be 100% on board. I just don't think it's going to happen. No, I don't they're think it's going to happen either. They're currently at the fifth seed right now into yeah. the All-Star break. I don't think it's going to happen either. I, I Joel Embiid is healthy. And Tobias Harris is healthy. And all of their supporting cast is healthy. And they still and lost to the Celtics by 50 points. And they still lost to the Celtics by 50 points. And oh, by the way, the Celtics have no bench. They, they, they lost to a Celtics team that traded their best bench scorer in Josh yeah. Richardson. It's it's fucking wild how this trade deadline went down. But the the main crux of all of it is whether or not Yeah. It it it's basically all of the trades that went down, like Derek White coming to mm-hmm. Boston and there's a lot of moves that went down with a lot of guys going – a lot of people want to put in, like, secondary and tertiary markets. But in the end, Ben Simmons moving. <coughs> Does Ben Simmons even play before they go to Philadelphia on March 10th? Is he even in the fold before he gets to have his revenge? No, I think he's going to be too much of a uh, baby to play. I don't think he'll, I don't think he'll even I, show up. As, as, as much as I want that narrative to come to play, I agree with you. 
I think he is he is so soft of an individual, and, and he's, he doesn't, he's not ready for the boot. And and, 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 I, and I want to preface this on a lot of things because I've seen things that come through on some of the like podcast comments and some of the things that I've said on social media. A lot of people will come in and be like, "Well, oh, what?" What have you done professionally? What is this thing? And my my response is always, any commentary that I have on a professional player on any level, it's all on the platform of where they're at. So if a guy is a professional basketball player and I'm saying, oh, this guy is a bum. It's that he is a bum on the level of professional basketball player. It's not me saying I could beat him. It's not me saying this guy should be in the fucking Ukrainian league. There's a couple of guys where if I said as such, I would put that at that point. I'm saying in the scope of an NBA basketball player, this guy is not on the level that people are putting him at or that he should be given his either contract status, draft status, or just overall placement in the eyes of basketball viewing public. And when you look at this trade as a whole, Ben Simmons is a guy that got put on such a pedestal by so many people that is incredibly undeserved given what he's done on so many high pressure levels that what, what can you say other than Prove me wrong. No, I agree. I agree with you. I think Ben Simmons is well overrated. But in my trade, in that trade, it's not about Ben Simmons. It's about Seth Curry, and it's about Drummond. That's pretty much it. And in the in, in the long run, if if Seth Curry becomes that, I'm I'm with you on that sense of. If Seth Curry ends up being that guy who is that Steve Kerr on a title team two years down the road, Brooklyn's going to be just sitting there chuckling about everything. But that main thing that if Ben Simmons does not provide anything useful to Brooklyn within this coming year. And yeah, okay, he's he's been out of it for however long that he's put himself on the shelf for. Because yeah. It this this was self imposed. This is something where he just decided, yeah, I'm going to eat this this fine, suspension, whatever you want 
forever. Because Doc Rivers said that I was not good enough. Yeah. That's basically where this all came from. Because Doc Rivers basically goes, oh, I don't think our, our, our point guard is a guy that can get us to the next level. That is where this guy is pissing away millions of dollars from. Enjoy, enjoy, enjoy that ride, my friend. And and if that is where you're going to end up in Brooklyn, and you need to take that magic carpet ride, then by all means, let's see, let's see if that is your uh, new fantastic point of view. I need to just go uh, chug a beer real quick. Y'all, y'all, y'all take over. Yeah, I'm in. We can talk about the MLB lockout. Uh, we'll talk about the 15 minutes that happened yesterday. That was a good... Uh, oh, do, do we want to do 15 minutes on the 15 minutes? No. No, I'm no. not doing 15 minutes. I don't want to talk about baseball. It makes me sad. Let's move on. I'm going to talk about the fact no. that... Then, uh, no, ba- no, MLB, no baseball. Okay, all right, whatever, no baseball. Colin said no baseball, so no baseball. No baseball, makes me sad. And this is where we cut out 20 minutes of even worse content to the close. This has been episode 25 of the Bleeding Your Colors podcast. We love you all very much. We'll talk to you again very soon. I need popcorn.